if you flip the shape of a funnel upside down, then it can be a rocket ship. And instead of trying to push people through and like force them through with the, you know, your, your heel on their forehead, you shove them down the funnel. If you have it upside down, it's a rocket ship. It's like so many people say they want to be astronauts or would love to be an astronaut. Uh, but NASA doesn't need to advertise. People are excited that NASA just needs to show astronauts in space doing astronaut stuff and then people are excited and want to show up. And then the process of someone who's maybe interested in becoming an astronaut and the, the training, the journey, the enrollment that happens and then only a select few get to be in the cockpit and that it works if you flip it upside down but just the whole process then can be humane and can be intentional, can be about treating humans as humans and then you can still have an intentional client journey without the impersonal mechanic BS that is the funnel culture. Welcome to the Standout CEO Show, your gateway to building a standout business in a crowded market with your personal brand. And today, we are talking about a very provocative subject. Um, my guest today, Rob Gilbert, wrote this piece on his blog and it jumped out at me. The title was, I'm gonna clean it up. Forget your funnel, he used the F word. <laughs> so forget your funnel, if you can imagine what that really said, and instead build a rocket ship. So I know you've likely heard that in order to be successful with an online business that you absolutely have to go out and build a funnel. This is like a required thing in terms of what all the online gurus are espousing. In fact, there's that a big promise of you're just one funnel away <laughs> from your dreams coming true. And there's a couple issues with that. It's a really attractive dream. I mean, a funnel is made to automate your business. And so you can like be sipping pina coladas on the beach and clients will come magically knocking on your door and saying, I'm here, I'm here. And they'll sign up all by themselves and you won't have to do a thing. Marketing will just be this sort of magical confetti that rains all around you. <laughs> and the problem with all this is that a funnel tends to push people into this very narrow passageway reduces them into just being a bunch of statistics on your automated results page. And the people in the funnel are going to be feeling like a bunch of cattle being prodded or they're, they're worse. They're feeling like sheep and they're, they're blindly following whatever the leader is doing. And so I'm really fascinated by this. I think this is a great topic. I think this is a great thing for us to stand up and go, okay, Something different probably wants to happen. <laughs> so, Rob, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I love the way you've uh, summarized it and then added your ideas to it. It's very clear that we have uh, shared values and shared perspective on it. <laughs> so why did you come up with this and take a stand so fiercely against uh, funnel building? I think... Some of the things you mentioned is just this overpromise as far as this is magic, cure all, just get this funnel and it's going to fix everything. And just having experienced what it's like going through those things where it, it does feel really impersonal, it does feel like you're just being pushed through, you're getting automated emails, uh, and it's just, it's gross. And the kind of people that I tend to work with are more driven by their heart, are high on empathy, really care about humans and human connections, which are values that I very much connect with as well. 
And I was talking with a client about the need for them to have an intentional client journey. And I didn't want to use the F word, didn't want to use the funnel word. And then this the idea came to me that if you flip the shape of a funnel upside down, then it can be a rocket ship. And instead of trying to push people through and like force them through with the, you know, your, your heel on their forehead, you shove them down the funnel. If you have it upside down, it's a rocket ship. It's like so many people say they want to be astronauts or would love to be an astronaut. And then, uh, but NASA doesn't need to advertise. People are excited. People are like this dream of that NASA just needs to show astronauts in space doing astronaut stuff. And then people are excited and want to show up. And then the process of someone who's maybe interested in becoming an astronaut and the the training, the journey, the enrollment that happens, and then only a select few get to be in the cockpit. And that it works if you flip it upside down, but just the whole process then can be humane and can be intentional, can be about treating humans as humans. And then you can still have an intentional client journey without the impersonal mechanic BS that is the funnel culture. Yeah, I, I love that. I, it reminds me just the way you're talking. I, I don't know if you ever read Tom Sawyer. <laughs> Mark Dwayne's famous book um, is something that, at least when I was young, we were made to read in school. And there's this wonderful scene at the beginning where he's been given a chore of whitewashing a fence. And of course, first thing that happens as he's doing this is a couple of his friends come by and they all start kidding him because he has to spend all day, whatever it is, Saturday doing this work. And he turns it around like, he turns whitewashing into as good as being able to be an astronaut and being able to fly to the moon. <laughs> and next thing you know, like he's got this long line of his friends who are all like vying to get a turn at the, with the brush <laughs> and where he, he gets to watch them all do this. And I, I think this is a really interesting perspective that we can take uh, with, you know, whatever it is that we're doing with people to, really instill this value around, well, what are we really after? And what are we really driving for? And, and what is the mission? Like, if it's a rocket ship, like, where are we going? And what's the destination going to be like, you know, as we get there? And so why don't we like try and break that down? Do you have a specific, you know, format for this intentional journey? And, I, you know, I love the expression, it's not the destination, it's not where we're going. It's it's the journey. <laughs> it is the journey. Well, look, there's so many different places that you can do. And it's, there's, the steps aren't crazy dissimilar as far as understanding someone going from a complete stranger to them being like, heck yeah, I want to work with you. And I definitely have steps that I walk people through as far as like, how do you get people to get to know you? And then how do you deepen the relationship? And then how do you create the opportunity that someone would be interested in working with you? But the difference between when I'm walking people through it or the frameworks that I have that I share with clients is that it's a lot more about how do you make this more empathetic? How do you make this more intentional? How do you keep the humanity in it? How do you make people feel seen and understood? Because I even avoid the word marketing a lot because, again, marketing is one of those words that has all this kind of ickiness attached to it. But really great marketing makes people feel seen and heard. Really great marketing allows people to see what's possible. Really great marketing allows people to get to know you, how you might be able to help them, allow them to see that there is a different set of possibilities that they could achieve. They could have a different set of outcomes so that they are opting in. They're like, hell yeah, how do I become a part of this? So yeah, when I'm walking people through in any frameworks I've created to help people through that journey, it's with that in mind. Like a, I'm still thinking about the, the funnel as far as the visualization 
It's like from the industrial, like a picture of a factory, like the funnel is pushing people through and then like one blood, it's, it's the way that the school system was created to create the perfect factory workers a hundred and 150 years ago, which is not the reality now where people want individualized approaches. People want to not have to go through your hoops at the time you force them through your hoops. They have the ability to go on Netflix or wherever else and watch a show instantaneously. Their ability to grab their phone and order something and it's delivered same day in some places or next day. So how do you then create the journey and touch points in, in a way, like you mentioned my blog, that's very intentional. Every week I have a newsletter. I send it out. I'm lucky that I have all these people who trust me with their email address but I also publish it the following week on the newsletter. Like I, you don't need to opt in like you at your own pace when you want, how you want can get the information. And then what happens is, is that when someone does show up in my inbox, they're excited. They're like, yeah, I, I want to work with you. It's almost like a, just a formality. We just need to have a, 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 a chemistry call. But beyond that, they're already, they've enrolled themselves. Yeah. Well, I just want to underline this idea of creating these personalized touch points. And again, when I was kind of creeping on your social media, I was seeing evidence of these touch points that you've, you've put in. I, I, when, I think there was a post screenshot of uh, somebody who had gone through your Calendly calendar. And there was a question on there, which was something around the lines of, you know, what would be, what would make this call the best thing ever? <laughs> so... I, this is something that I think uh, is just completely missed. Like it goes by most people who are setting up their method for bringing people from from that place of they they never heard of you to the place of actually deciding they're going to come and work with you, and and missing the part of how can we make this more personal, more more in a place where I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to sit here and listen to what's going on with you and learn as much as I can about what you're about so that I can show that, first of all, I care. <laughs> yes. And second of all, that maybe, maybe, maybe we could help each other out. Like maybe there's something to do here. And so Talk about, like, I have a feeling that you've done a number of these things yourself. Talk about some of the stuff that you do to really personalize the interactions that you have with people who are coming into your world. i very intentional when someone first connects with me on LinkedIn, the kind of message that I send to them, and it's very personalized, and I use emojis, and I just, I use voice note feature a whole lot and send because it's a very rich form of media. And I send very personalized, rich voice notes to people. That the thing you mentioned on the, the when someone's booking that intro call with me again, it, like I, I know that from the conversation, I would like the person to feel seen, understood, that I've given them some clarity and that maybe I have an understanding if we might be able to work together, but well, like, what, is, what do they want out of it? So definitely those are the things as well. And then even with the, the follow-up, I've had, I've got some things that are automated in my business. I'm just careful about not automating for the, at the loss of the personal touch. And this goes right back to something you mentioned at the start of the, of the session. You're talking about, you know, they become a statistic on a spreadsheet somewhere, a statistic on your dashboard. It's like forgetting that this is a human. How would you act 
if it was a face-to-face meeting? How would you act if you were meeting the person, the person like you were hanging out for a coffee and, and then thinking about that uh, versus how do they become another number in your, you know, your Stripe or your PayPal um, notifications? Yeah, I like that. I, especially the response, this, this asynchronous response that still gives the, the feeling that you're dealing with them as a human being. And the, the tool that I really like, uh, in addition, I mean, voice messaging is great, but I also like sending personal video messages, which mm-hmm. are usually surprising. And interestingly, hardly anyone is actually doing this. And when you send a little video in a, in a message, how, whatever app you're using, those get open. Like people will probably watch the video that you send, you know, more likely than anything else in any other way that they might get that kind of message from you. It's true. It's so true. I love that you brought up video messages because while I don't use it so much initially, but once I've spoken to someone and I'm following up to see if they have any additional questions or if there's anything else they might need to be able to feel like they're making an informed decision, I send a video note. Like yeah. I, I always, almost always send a video note. And you're right. It gets open. Again, hear tone of voice, see facial expression. Right. I can be like, oh, hey, I just read this book and I think you might find this interesting. Here's why. And it feels like you're, they're hanging out with you versus it being another... Hey, just want to make sure this is still at the top of your inbox. Have you blah, blah, blah. Like, oh. Right. Right. We know the script. We, you and I could write the script of those boring automated follow-up sequence emails that we all get. And they're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, um, it's reminding me, there's a piece of advice that I got from my last guest who came on. Interestingly enough, he was talking, he was challenging the one funnel away uh, promise and his response to it was, actually, you're just one conversation away. And this is Tom Schwab. He actually wrote a book by that title, One Conversation Away. And what he, one of the things that he suggested in responding to people when you're interacting like this was that when, like just what you're talking about in terms of recommending a book or something like that, he was saying, well, if you've ever been on a, on a podcast, you've ever had an, some opportunity to be the guest on somebody's podcast, instead of when people are in that process of coming on board and you're getting to meet them, and instead of coming back and saying, oh yeah, just what you said, you know, I want to be at the top of the inbox. I'm just reminding you that I'm still here, you know, hello, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Instead of doing that, one idea would be say, hey, you know, I was on this podcast and it was this really interesting topic. And we talked all about how you should really just throw your funnel out the window and talk about blah, 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 whatever the topic is. And I just thought this, you know, especially if the person you're talking to, this is actually relevant to them. You say, I thought you might be interested in this. And then they'll get a chance to, again, listen to what is in fact a much longer form version of you speaking and this conversation that they might want to be part of. And that's so much more relevant and so much um, a different way and a more personal way to just literally, you know, help sort of build trust and help this person uh, get to know you better. That's a great example. A personalized way for them to get to know you better. And that we've talked about personalization a bunch. And just, I didn't even, when I mentioned the like Netflix or uh, buy stuff and it's delivered today, all those places have a recommendation to you. That's yeah. personalized based on your previous behavior. Yeah. So if it's one of those, it's like, hey, just want to make sure you didn't forget top of inbox thing. It's the same thing going to every person. But if you say, 
hey, I was on this podcast talking about this thing, and I remember you mentioned something that you feel strongly about too, and I think you might get a lot out of it. Oh, that this is personally tailored to that individual person, and then it's almost like as a benefit that they're going to spend 20 minutes or 30 minutes listening to you talk about this and therefore increasing the familiarity and the trust factor. It's like that that's a bonus, but that's not the intent. The intent is make them feel seen on an individual level and provide something that is actually valuable to them uh, based on, you know, what you understand about them in previous conversations. In your world, as you're doing this, most coaches, most people have any kind of service, most agency owners, what they're ultimately doing with somebody who's a prospect, somebody who could become a client, is they're going to get on a some kind of sales call. Mm -hmm. And they may not call it a sales call, they probably don't, but that's that's the one of the main objectives in mm -hmm. working with people and or deciding whether or not the person's going to actually get there. Mm -hmm. And so in your world, like you're having this dialogue when do you measure and decide, okay, now is the time that I'm going to invite them to have this conversation with me? Mm. I, earlier this year, switched it that it was very hard to book a call with me and I intentionally put friction. <laughs> so that, oh, that's so great. Yeah, it's a very intentional move so that what happens is that once or twice a week, someone ends, ends up in my inbox asking for a call asking for a conversation or they filled out the form on my website and then I can either say like, oh, I don't think we're a great fit, but maybe you could work with this person or I could say, sounds like we might be able to uh, be a good pairing and then when I offer a call, of course, they're interested because they went to the effort of filling out a form. So I intentionally switched that earlier this year. That sounds so Mark Twain to me. That's like Tom Sawyer-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very intentional. Because I, I, I talk with people who are different steps in their journey. And if you're earlier in your business journey and you don't yet have a really clear understanding of well, who exactly you're serving or exactly what the product market fit is and you're still kind of trying to find your feet, then you should be having lots of calls and lots of conversations. You should be making it very easy for someone to book a call with you. And again, because you get the opportunity to connect with people, build relationships, but also learn. And if you're taking the approach that you mentioned earlier, which is like showing up and asking questions and being genuinely interested in the other person, then it becomes a bit of a fact-finding uh, approach. And my first year and a half on LinkedIn, very actively, I, I'd speak to almost anyone. And I had tons of calls on my calendar all the time. But then I got to a point where I've got systems, I've got frameworks for stuff, I've seen what works, I know the kind of people who I'm more likely to have a better time working with and can get results with, so that I intentionally added friction. So I don't have to offer calls often. The only time I would now is, uh, like I'm thinking of this as top of mind, someone last week showed up my inbox like, hey, I have a question, you mind if I ask you? I said, sure, I answered their question, they came back with a follow-up question, and I was giving, I was as if it was a client. I was really like, here's a detailed answer. Here's how I would solve it. I was really giving. And then they said, like, this has been really helpful. I think this is the kind of thing I needed. Then I felt like I had kind of permission to say, like, hey, I think I might be able to help you further. Would you be interested in getting in a phone call? But other than that, I wait for people to ask at this point. When you say you've added friction, is, just, is this just simply that you're not inviting calls? Or is there some other barrier that you've created? You can't get a booking link for me anywhere with, unless I give it to you. There's no, right. there's no booking link on my website. There's no booking link on LinkedIn. But if we would have met uh, 10 months ago or a year ago, that was featured prominently. Like, book a call here. 
yeah. on my website. If you want to call, book here, or for you on Instagram, like it, that was everywhere because I wanted people to book calls with me. Where now it's you, my book booking link doesn't exist unless I share it with you. That's so interesting. That's so inter- that's fascinating. I love it. Anyone who's listening to this, I just want to underline this. Like this should be the goal, <laughs> and and it's so distinctive from don't don't fret and worry over you know building the ultimate funnel machine go for this instead like go for this thing where your presence and the the internet interactions that you're having with the, with people in your audience and people in the online world the people that you're coming in contact with in your network that they you know feel themselves like just what we were talking about earlier like there's a rocket ship and I could fly to the moon and I'm super excited. In fact, I've always wanted to go to the moon. <laughs> and then they'll be, they'll be applying and saying, okay, NASA, I think I would make a great astronaut. <laughs> and the ideal would be that they're selling you on why they would make a great, them be a great client for you. That, w- that would be the dream. Thank you. I'm glad that you hear you articulate it that way. And it does feel pretty dreamy and it's been intentional. I had some, my partner got sick and I had a really crazy week where I had all these calls booked and I wasn't able to really be there and support her the way that I would want to support her. And I was like, what am I doing? And then it was like, yeah, maybe it's the same week or the following week. I got one of these spammy messages like our appointment setters can have you booked with 40 people a week. And I was like, that sounds like prison. <laughs> that sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. So, uh, and we spoke about it earlier, like with my intention of, of truly giving and making stuff freely available on my blog and I'm giving away stuff. Uh, publicly that I used to only reserve, like I really hid some of it, but some of them like, no, here, like have it so that it is creating this goodwill in the market. And then it leads to people coming, knocking on my door and they're like, I'm interested. How do I become an astronaut? Yeah, I love it. This is so great. Well, uh, this has been a fascinating conversation. We're coming to the close of our time. It goes by super fast and we barely just scratched the surface. So if there was just one other piece that we haven't gotten to, that you would like to share with people who are on today, uh, what would that be? There are two things and they go hand in hand. And one is going to seem really obvious, but it's just, I, I really want to drive it home. But there is an opportunity that exists right now for anyone listening to this to truly get your message out there, share your ideas with anyone, create a crew of people who are interested in going to the moon of your choosing. And that has just never existed before. I have been running my own businesses and been an entrepreneur on and off since I've been a teenager. I started my first business when I was 17. I dropped out of high school and started a record label. I used to have to print flyers. I used to have to go knock on doors and beg people to stock my stuff. I used to have to fax stuff to London, to New York, to Montreal, to Sydney to try and get people to order stuff. And now you can just publish and no one can tell you no. I put out a book last year. No one could stop me. Like it's just, this is, it did not exist before. And soon it will also not exist. Soon there will be more controls on social media, on who can publish, and it's, things are going to become conglomerate again. Like it's just the opportunity exists now, did not exist, and it will go away. It will go away. And two, with that in mind, the best thing that you could do is get really clear on who the heck you are as a person, as an individual. What are your values? What drives you? What excites you? And share and show more of that. Instead of trying to, how do I put some fake perfect avatar avatar of myself out there and getting really clear on who the heck you are and what motivates you what values you have what's really important and showing that because that is magnetic to the kind of clients that you're excited to work with 
and it is the best form of advertising. I'm using the word loosely uh, that you could have. <laughs> right. Share more of who you are <laughs> and what you believe in. That's a that's a great one. Take that take that all the way to wherever you want to take it. <laughs> awesome. All right, Rob. Well, if anyone is really inspired by this and they want to hook up with you and beg you for an invitation <laughs> <laughs> to get on the phone, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? <laughs> oh man, I'm blushing legit. That's so funny. Thank you. The place I'm most active in the, the platform, the online community that I spend the most time is LinkedIn. So if that is a place that you hang out, that is a wonderful place. Otherwise, on my website, which you mentioned earlier, growthhabit.org, and there's lots of stuff there. And look, you could never reach out and ask for a call, but there is free training videos, a blog that I publish weekly, and all sorts of other stuff that you might find interesting or helpful. Cool. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure that links to your LinkedIn page and your website are in the show notes. And Rob, thanks so much for coming on today. This has been really fun. Thanks, Brad. I've enjoyed the conversation thoroughly. And thank you for listening. I just want to remind you that if you're here listening at the end and you want to go and binge the entire archive, the entire series of the Standout CEO Show, you can go to standoutceoshow.com and all the video, all the audio is there in the archive. We go live every Tuesday, every Thursday at 11 a.m. The best way to join us is live. And until the next time, thanks so much. So long. So long.